0: What is happening, people? And welcome to episode number eight of the Story Time with Mo podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about motivation, procrastination, uh, my own personal take on it, my own personal problems of it, how I've got over it, and how you can fix it too. I had no idea what I was doing with this podcast at the start of the week. I jotted down some quick ideas, some things that I could do. I've got a note on my phone where you guys DM me, and I write down all these ideas and all these things that you guys want me to talk about, and then I kind of compile them and look at them, and I'm like, mm, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. But this week, I had no idea what I was going to do. I wasn't really feeling anything until this morning at 6.58am, someone... 6.58am. Not quite sure what happened there. Someone called Cameron Campbell, spelt with a one-one, messaged me and he said, I was wondering if you could perhaps cover something in your next podcast. I'm recently feeling like I'm extremely demotivated and I have no energy. I can barely start work even though it's my final year and know everything that I'm doing wrong. Could you please perhaps cover a way to get out of this stupid loophole and stop doing the same thing over and over again? Well, Cameron, luckily for you, I feel kind of strongly about this. I've a personal experience with this lack of motivation and it sounds like procrastination as well and uh i can talk about it for the next 20-30 minutes so, you say that you're feeling like you got no energy. First things first, before we go into the main subject of this podcast, sounds like you need more sleep, mate. Sounds like you need to sleep better, have more sleep, and that is something that I need to work on. Recently, I've started taking all this data from my life. I've started logging how many hours work I'm doing, how many tasks I'm getting completed. I've started tracking my sleep, giving myself a sleep score based on my Fitbit that tracks my heart rate and other factors and how I'm sleeping at night, and I've started to put all this information, all this data into my spreadsheet how successful my week is the things that I've done how I've been feeling and I've started to track all these data from my life and I've seen a trend I've seen a correlation I, I'm not bad at going to sleep like I'm very very good at getting to sleep I can close my eyes and I'll go to sleep in about 30 seconds if I'm with a girl she actually gets really quite annoyed by it because she'll be like lying in bed trying to get to sleep for hours and I'll just close my eyes and I'll be like snoring away straight away and uh, I've really I I've found this correlation between the sleep that I get and the output of my work how good my days are how good I feel as a person how many things I get done how how motivated I am there is a strong correlation between between... between the hours of sleep that I get and the quality of my work and my work output. And I find that when I'm working up really, really late, when I'm sacrificing sleep for work, it bites me in the ass twice. Anything that I've gained from those hours lost sleep, it comes back and gets me twice as hard in the form of feeling miserable, in the form of no motivation, in the form of procrastination. It does not work. So prioritize sleep. Like sleep is a massively important thing. Like I said, it's something that I'm tracking every single week, working to get better. And I am trying to get like, is Terrible. You look on the sheet and there's nights where, or weeks where I've averaged, I think the worst one was five, five and a half hours sleep that week was my average nightly sleep. And uh, I, I do not, I very rarely average over seven hours and it hits me so hard and, and just fucks my days and fucks my weeks. So you want to be ensuring you're getting a minimum of seven hours sleep a night, really prioritizing sleep, really going to bed at a decent time and getting up nice and early because you get so much more out of your day. So in terms of energy, sleep, man. Sleep is very important. And the reason that I go to bed so late quite often is a number of things. But the main one throughout my life has been procrastination. Procrastination is the reason why I end up going to bed really, really late because quite often I'm just doing either one or two things will happen. I'll procrastinate and just be doing like meaningless, pointless tasks. Up until bed to avoid going to bed because I felt like I haven't done enough throughout the day. I don't feel like I haven't done I feel like I haven't done enough throughout the day because I've been procrastinating during the day. I've been doing things that aren't aren't necessarily getting towards my bigger goal, getting toward getting me towards this endpoint, this massive goal that I want to that I but I really, really want to do. I'm doing like stupid little things, like emails, like tidying things away, like things that aren't important, that don't need doing now, that aren't a priority. My brain is making me do them. My mind is making me do them, probably subconsciously because I'm scared of doing doing the big thing that I know needs doing and failing. And I'm just doing all these little things for like a quick like dopamine spike. It's like doing doing drugs or something. Doing a little, all these little pointless tasks in order to get a little bit of satisfaction from it, a little bit of gratification from it. So procrastination, we've all been there. We've all done it. Everyone that wants to do something, everyone's procrastinated. It's just a a fact of life, some more than others. And some people allow it to like ruin their life and really, really get them down. So, procrastination then. I've always struggled with it because I have ADHD. I haven't been diagnosed with it recently, but when I was younger, I saw a child therapist and she was like, Yeah, you've got a bit of ADHD, mate. That's why you're a crazy little child. But I think every, every, especially men or especially young boys, it's just like, it's not, it's not either you have it or you don't. It is a spectrum. Some have it worse than others. And I think it's just like a very, I, I assume that more males than females have ADHD. So, it's a trait that's associated with just, bouncing off the walls, not being able to concentrate attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which kind of goes hand in hand with young boys and and men. There's no science behind this. I haven't looked it up, but I would bet a good few quid that that is the case. So I've had, I've got ADHD and uh, I've always had this issue procrastinating. It's an issue like getting into things, but when I get into a task, when I'm fully immersed in it, I get in this flow state and I can really, really get into it and I absolutely love it. The hardest thing about it is starting. So, first things first is procrastination. Why do we procrastinate and uh, how do we get over it? How do we get over the procrastination? Is it a mental disorder? Is it a personality trait? And the answer to that is no. It's not a mental disorder. It's not a not even a personality trait. Procrastination does not exist it is not this personality trait it's not this associated thing in your brain it's not this thing that you've learned to do over time you don't learn to procrastinate you're not born a procrastinator it is something you're doing because of another is- another issue so if we're a procrastinator if we're procrastinating it comes down to motivation it comes down to not having the motivation to do something and not having the motivation to do something comes down to numerous things. Procrastination is not an issue of the brain. It's not an issue of the personality. Procrastination is an issue with motivation. It's not having the right reason to do something. So I got all these messages about, Mo, how can I get more motivated? How can I become more motivation? Just be more, more, more motivated things. How can I do more? How can I be motivated all the time? And the answer is you're not going to be motivated all the time, but it's just about pushing forwards and going through those times where you're not very motivated, not procrastinating, not wasting days, and just keeping keeping going, keeping riding that bicycle. If life's like a bicycle, if you ride really slowly, it's quite as tricky so you're going to wobble and fall off if you stop. If you're going in a direction, it's going to be easy. You're going to stay on it for longer and you're not going to be wobbly and falling off. So just keep going a direction, keep pushing through and uh, you'll get these dips and troughs in motivation, but eventually you will get there. I've been reading a book. Recently, called So Good They Can't Ignore You. It's what I've been reading this week. And uh, it talks about this thing called Craftsman versus Passion Mindset. So there's this idea that you're in two mindsets about things. You're either a craftsman, you're either in this craftsman mindset, or you are in this passion mindset. And when I started reading this book, I was very, I was, I, I came into it with an open mind, but I wasn't very, I didn't really agree with what they first started saying, or I didn't like the direction that they're going with that, because I'm a advocate for, for passion. I'm an advocate for everything in your life you should do with passion, and you should do it because you love it, and you should immerse yourself in it, and you should give it your absolute all, and you should be passionate about everything that you do and what they say in this book is that you have this craftsman mindset and you have this passion mindset and the passion mindset isn't very good because the passion mindset revolves around following your passion doing things that you trying to pursue a career it in a passion, so let's say I wanted to be a professional keyboard player. Uh, that is my passion. I love playing the keyboard, so I'm going to put all of my energy, everything, into doing that passion and becoming a professional keyboard me- keyboard player. So it goes over the notion that this passion mindset. Doing things that you're doing something just because you're passionate about it is very, very selfish. And you're only benefiting yourself and you're not benefiting anyone else. It talked about a study done, and uh, we we get this. I've preached it as well: like follow your passion, follow your dreams, do do what you're passionate about. And it, pr- it talked about a study done on university students. And it was something like only four percent of university students out of everyone interviewed were able to make their Make their passion into their into their job, and it says that if you're trying to pursue your passion for yourself to make yourself happy, this thing that you're passionate about, you are ultimately going to be very unhappy because the chance of you actually doing it and succeeding at it are incredibly slim. And I didn't really agree with this. I was like, hang on a minute, I don't really like this because I preach I preach being passionate about things and doing things that you're passionate about. And then on the flip, I'll get to it in a minute, but on the flip side, so you've got this passion mindset, it talks about something called the craftsman mindset. And the craftsman mindset is this mindset where you learn a skill, you become really, really good at it, and then you become really, really good at it. And because you're good at it, you then develop this passion for it. And the craftsman mindset is all about serving other people, thinking about what you can do for other people, getting good at a skill versus the passion mindset, which is about doing things for yourself. And the way they'd labeled this was what kind of made me disagree with it, but I agree with the principles of it. And that is that the, the Crafts and Mindset is doing things for the bigger picture. It's thinking about who you're helping, who is this skill going to help. It's about doing something and it's about being passionate about it in the sense that you're you're making sure you get good at it. You're making sure you conquer it, even though it might not be immediately your passion. And then once you've become an expert or once you've become really, really good at this skill, you'll start to love it and you'll start to enjoy it. And it talks about how you can really, really love your job and really, really love things that you're doing by becoming good at it. And then once Once you become good at it, once you've eaten shit for a while and stuck it out, got this craftsman mindset, then you'll start to become passionate about it. And that's rather than finding something that you're passionate about and then trying to make that your full-time job. So it talks about this, this thing called the passion hypothesis, and that's basically saying that you're... You, if you're passionate about something, you can make it your job and then you should follow your passion and follow your dreams. And the book, Be So Good They Can't Ignore You, talks about the opposite. It talks about the craftsman mindset, saying that maybe that's the best thing to do, to find things, try different things, find things that you think are okay or that you enjoy doing, and then putting all your time into them, becoming an expert at it, really, really learning the trade, really, really becoming a good craftsman at whatever it is, a good craftsman at whatever it is, and then through that, you'll develop passion, passion as a side effect of mastery rather than being passionate about something, then trying to do it for yourself and get better at it. And I couldn't agree with that more. Like everything that I've done in my life, I have put my all into, even if I don't necessarily, even if I haven't been like really, really passionate about it to begin with. Like I haven't been like, oh, I'm gonna do, I wanna do this for the rest of my life. I wanna be a scuba diver or I wanna be a skydiver. I've enjoyed doing it, but it hasn't been my passion. But whatever I do, whatever I get myself involved in, whatever I take the time to learn, whatever I choose to put my energy into, I will pour absolutely fucking everything into it. I will put so much time, I'll put so much effort into it, even if I don't enjoy it, to become good at it. And it's just this mindset of putting, applying yourself to things and putting yourself into things, which is what the book's talking about and why it's good. It's saying that if you do things just for yourself, if you're doing things because you're thinking about what can I get out of it, they refer to it as a passion mindset. It's not saying passion is good or bad. I think passion is excellent. But if you're doing things just out of how can I benefit from this it is ultimately going to result in unhappiness and disappointment versus if you're doing things thinking, what are other people going to get, for, get from this? I might not enjoy this right now, but I'm going to apply myself. I'm going to stick at it. I'm going to become good. I'm going to take skills from this and I'm going to stick in it for the long run and see what happens. And then when you master something, you can become passionate about it. It's like podcasts. It's like public speaking with me. You break it down. You think about it. I was terrible at public speaking. I hated public speaking. It was not, not a passion of mine at all. But would I say that I'm passionate about doing this podcast? Would I say that I am passionate about doing this? Yes, absolutely, 100%. But if you put a podcast mic in front of me a few years ago, would I say that? Absolutely not. It'd be the worst thing you could possibly do. I would absolutely hate it. So if I was going into this from a passion mindset, I wouldn't have even tried it. Because I was not passionate about it versus if I was going to it from a craftsman mindset where I'm doing it because I want to get better at it. I know that I'm not very good at it. I'm thinking of the bigger picture. I'm thinking about who can I benefit, who can I help through public speaking. I will then acquire the passion as a side effect of the mastery. So, obviously, following your passion, chasing your dreams, I think it's a good thing to some extent. It's worth noting that you can't do that 100% of the time. Sometimes you just have to try different things. You have to do things that you might not feel like. They are your passion. And then by doing it over and over again, getting good at it, you're, you are going to take something from it. And then if you get to a point where you master it, it is going to become a passion and you're going to love it and you're going to be happy and you're going to be content. So the book, So Good They Can't Ignore You, basically speaks about that. And uh, it comes down to motivation again. You, you think you want to do something, you think it's your passion, and then you start doing it. You're You're really motivated towards it. And then eventually you spend more and more time doing it, more and more time getting better at this passion and you drop off. You stop being... You stop being so motivated, you get bored of it. And what that ultimately comes down to is the reason, the reasons behind why you're doing it. Why are you doing something? Are you doing something for yourself or are you doing something for the bigger picture? For other people, do you have this grand image, this legacy in your mind that you want to leave behind? So going back to procrastination, procrastination is a problem with motivation. Motivation is a problem with your, your purpose, your reasons behind why you are doing things. So if you do something for yourself, it, you will burn out. You will get bored of it. You will not have a necessity to do well, they'll come to a point where you will plateau versus if you have this craftsman mindset, you, you will eventually develop a passion for something, but you just need to stick things out and try them. It's like me in school. I used to be a little shit. I used to misbehave. I used to be a smart ass. I used to be a class clown, clown but I did. I did good in school. In, uh, in the vast majority of lessons, I did good. Like, I did very good. I got into a good university for my course. I got into one of the best universities in Europe for my course. And was it because I wanted to do this all my life? Was it because I wanted, I was passionate about marine biology, biology and fish and other things? Absolutely fucking not. It was because I was just trying different things, and I've always lived by this notion, this mindset of if you're going to do something, if you're going to put your time into something, you give it your fucking all. Even if you don't enjoy it now, you put your all into it, you don't waste time, and you do the best job you possibly can, even if you don't enjoy it. You eat shit, you suck it up, and then something good will come out of it, and you might even learn to love it, and you might even learn to make it this passion. So you basically force the skills to come. You force the skills to come and uh, that's what I did in school. I always, even though I didn't enjoy, what maybe didn't necessarily enjoy what I was doing, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was older. I didn't have a, a vision or a goal. I didn't really have a passion towards what I was doing. I would always apply myself behind closed doors. I, was, I would always put the fucking work in. I'd always put so much work in behind closed doors. I'd go through all my revision notes. I'd write them up and I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have this, oh yes, I'm gonna be a scientist one day. I didn't have this clear cut goal that I wanted to do. I was like, oh, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. But I would go into this mentality of craftsman mindset, craftsman mindset, putting your time and energy into a skill, mastering it, and then once you've mastered it, then you become passionate. About it, not about doing things for yourself. It's about the bigger picture. So, motivation. You've got to think of the bigger picture. You've got to think of other people. Who else are you benefiting? It is not about yourself. The purpose of life is to serve. The purpose of life is to better other people. Why am I motivated to do these podcasts? Why am I sat down on my own in a room right now, speaking to a podcast microphone? And that is because I'm thinking of the bigger picture. I'm thinking about you listening to this right now on your phone, on your walk doing your task, whatever it is that you're doing. And I know that I can give you guys value. I know that I can motivate you. I know that I can improve the lives of others and that's what motivates me to do it. So you've got to think of this, are you serving yourself or are you serving others? Ask yourself this, is what I'm doing, is it for myself? Is, is it to benefit myself? Is it to benefit my life? Or am I doing things for the bigger picture? Am I doing things to leave behind a legacy where other people are going to be positively influenced by this? Do I want to create this because it's going to do this for this person? Really think about the bigger picture and are you serving yourself or others? You've got to create a necessity. So if you want to be motivated, if you want to stay motivated, if you want to keep on pushing forwards, keep on going through these dips of motivation, these troughs, you have to create this necessity, this need to do something. And you do that by looking at the bigger picture again by you can only create this necessity by thinking about who else is going to benefit other than yourself if you if it's if something's only benefiting you then you're not going to have this necessity if you think that other people rely on you if you think that oh like in school for example like I didn't enjoy schoolwork I didn't know what I wanted to do but I always have this necessity. I, I was raised by my mum. She was a single parent. I had two twin sisters. Single mum who used to work whenever she could, raise three children. I was a little shit. I wasn't great to her, and uh, it was so. It was, it was always really, really difficult for her. Money was tight, and she had like a lot on. But she'd always give. She always gave her very best. She was always loving. She was always caring. She was always compassionate. She always gave us absolutely everything that she possibly could as a child. So I created this necessity at school to do well. Well, like I was going to do well. I was going to make something for myself. I was going to be able to give back to her what she gave me. I was going to be loving to her. I was going to be able to give her this, give her, give her a life that she deserves. I'm going to be able to make all this money when I'm older. And I'm going to apply myself on the educational level so I can give back to the ones who have given back to me. I can buy my mum a house when I'm older. I can give my mum, give my mum all these nice things. I can buy her a new car. I can take my little sisters away on holiday. And I've done those things. Like I haven't done it all yet, but without going into, I won't even go over it, but I've taken my sisters away, I've done stuff for my mum with her house, et cetera, et cetera, and I've, I've always had this necessity in mind, this, this reason, and the things that I've gone furthest in, the things that I've excelled in, it's always been about things bigger than myself, about other people, not just about me. Sure, I enjoy doing these things, sure, it feels good to give and feels good to help, but I'm thinking of the bigger picture. So you wanna create this necessity. You wanna create this, you wanna create this this you wanna visualize this thing, you wanna have this visualization where you're thinking about who's relying on me? Who who am I doing this for? What am I gonna get out of, let's say working hard in school? You might not want to do it, you might not care about what you're doing, but you've got to think about your family and think about other people who might rely on you in the future. What happens if your mom gets sick and she can't afford to to feed your little sisters, or feed you, or in ten years' time she's got no savings because she's given it all to you for your education and your your sisters, and then she gets ill and she can't work, or when she goes to retire and she can't work anymore and she's got absolutely no savings, who's going to look after her? You've got to create this necessity and think about why you're doing things. Think about the bigger bigger picture. And visualization visual, visualization for me is key. Like visualization is something that has always massively benefited me, and it's only reading more and more and more. So the last few i have read the seven habits of highly effective people uh the um high performance habits by brendan Brandon bachard um so good they can't ignore you is one that i'm currently reading they all talk about visualization and visualizing things and visualizing the future thinking about what do you want to leave behind what legacy do you want and the seven habits of highly effective people talks about it really well. And it talks about this thing and it says that all things are created twice. So all things are created twice. Things happen first of all in your mind's eye. So things in your head, things are created. You visualize things, you go through the actions and then they're created again, they're manifested in reality. So let's say I'm. I do this with girls. It's probably quite. <laughs> thankfully, it's probably. I, I. could probably quite easily be like a stalker in some like other other life. Thankfully, I'm not. Thankfully, I'm not a complete weirdo. But for example, if I wanted to, if I wanted to take someone, take someone out on a date. Like I don't do dates, like I said. But this is kind of an example that everyone can a- apply themselves to. If I wanted to take someone out on a date, I might visualize how I'm going to ask them out on that date. I might visualize how I'm going to act the way that I'm going to be the way that I'm going to carry myself the way that my body language is going to be I'm going to visualize all aspects and all details of the lead up to this or maybe I'm I've got a meeting or maybe I've got a. a, a, I've going to a, a job interview. I'm going to visualize the interview. I'm going to visualize what I'm going to say. I'm going to visualize how it's going to feel. And then when you when you do it, you're, you're effectively doing it twice. You've practiced it, and then you've you've set the intention. You've set the way that you want to feel during this situation, during this environment. And then it comes easy. You, you come out on top. You come out more positive. You, you've already planned it. You know what you're going to say. And you're basically just going through the motions after you've done it once. So visualization is absolutely key. Going off on a bit of a tangent in terms of like visualization and doing things and getting them to doing using visualization to to actively work in your advantage but it comes back to motivation and thinking about the bigger picture you want to visualize you want to have this visual mindset and visualize what do you want in the future where do you want your life to be in 5 10 20 years time who's it going to benefit who are you going to let down Who are you going to disappoint? Who's going to suffer if you don't do these things? And it's all about visualization and creating a necessity in order to get that motivation. So I've got these seven habits of highly effective people in front of me right now. And I'm actually going to read you a bit from it because this stuck out to me. And this was a really, really good, good part of the book. If I can find the page. What I'm doing as well is I can't remember if I said this at the start of the podcast, but I'm making, I'm too much of a perfectionist So I'm making sure that I'm not cutting the podcast as much, I'm pausing rather than coming using filler words and uh, basically not starting things over and over again and just accepting what I'm doing and just kind of slowing it down and being better at becoming better because like this podcast, for example, I scrapped the intro about six, seven, eight times because I kept fucking it up and I was like, oh, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. Everyone's like, Mo, you're a perfectionist. That's fine. But in my head, I do it again and again and again and again. Reading, public reading is something that I need to practice as well. So I'm going to do it right now. And uh, listen carefully, boys and girls. Let me take a sip of my Coke. I think this might be Pepsi Max, actually. Pepsi Max. To get yourself in the the right headspace for this next bit. So talking about visualisation, motivation, necessity, and uh, beginning with the end in mind, so thinking about the end. And this book, The 7 Habits of Highly Effective People, talks about it. So, clear your mind for everything except what you will read and what I will invite you to do. Don't worry about your schedule, your business, your family, or your friends. Just focus with me and really open your mind. In your mind's eye, see yourself going to the funeral of a loved one. Picture yourself driving to the funeral parlour, parking the car and getting out. As you walk inside the building, you notice flowers, soft organ music. You see the faces of friends and family you pass along the way. You feel the shared sorrow of losing, the joy of having known that radiates from the hearts of the people there. As you walk down to the front of the room, you look inside the casket. You suddenly come face to face with yourself. You're lying there dead in the casket. This is your funeral. Three years from today, you have died, and this is your funeral. You are dead. These people are here for you. All these people have come to honor you, to express feelings of love and appreciation for your life. As you take a seat and wait for the services to begin, you look at the program in your hand, There are to be four speakers. The first is from your family, immediate and also extended, children, brothers, sisters, nephews, nieces, aunties, uncles, cousins, and grandparents who have come from all over the country to attend. The second speaker is one of your friends, someone who can give a sense of what you are like as a person. The third speaker is from your work or profession. And the fourth is from your church or community organization where you've been involved in service. Now think deeply. What would you like each of these speakers to say about you and your life? What kind of husband, wife, father or mother would you like their words to reflect? What kind of son or daughter or cousin? What kind of friend? What kind of working associate? What character would you like them to have seen in you? What contributions, what achievements, what would you want them to remember? Look carefully at the people around you. What difference would you like to have made in their lives? Before you go any further, take a few minutes and jot down your impressions. That's what it says in the book. Write down what these people are gonna think of you. Write down what impacts you're gonna have in their lives. What legacy do you want to have left behind at your funeral? What are they gonna say about you? What are these people people gonna say about your life? Are they gonna say things that align with this, this person that you want to be? Are they gonna say things if you died if you died now, are the people at your funeral? Are they going to say the things that you want them to say? Are they going to say as inspiring? Are they going to say as motivational? Always positive, outgoing, a giver, always willing to give, 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 always willing to help people. Or are they going to say or mean other things? Things that you might ne- not necessarily want them to say. They might not say them because it's your funeral, but you know that people will be thinking that. And it's all about be- beginning with the end in mind and looking at the bigger picture. So thinking about the thinking about the end, thinking about the end of your life what do you want to have achieved? Do you want to have left behind a legacy? What do you want people to say about you? The way that you interact with the world, the way that you interact with people, your actions every, like your actions day to day, your actions right now, what you're doing in this present moment in time is all going to contribute. And people live in denial of death and they think they're not going to die. But at the end of the day, everyone thinks that. And at the end of the day, it can sneak up on any one of us at any single time. So it's all about beginning with the end, end in mind, considering other people, looking at the bigger picture, and then you can regain or gain some motivation when you have this bigger picture or this higher sense of purpose, and it makes you feel very fulfilled. I was feeling very demotivated. I was feeling like I didn't know what to do, and it all came down to, I was lacking fulfillment. I was was procrastinating loads, like I said. I wasn't very motivated, and it all came down to me not having this end in mind, not having the necessity in terms of who am I clearly helping whose life am I going to benefit who can I whose life can I improve out of this and it's only once I got this bigger picture inside my head once I realized that it wasn't about me that I have the ability to make other people's lives better and improve the lives of others and leave behind this legacy and really thought about the end of my life in the funeral and what do I want people to say about me it's only then that I started to regain this motivation and and uh get rid of this constant constant procrastination so who who needs you you want to get into this mentality of giving uh that's that's the best thing to do getting into this mentality of giving to other people this mentality of thinking what can i do to other people what can i do to serve there's a quote and i always absolutely butcher it and it's from a book called high performance habits i absolutely love the book one of my favorite books and it says something like i'm going to find it for you wait there i've written it down on my phone it is so impactful and the quote says You'll get all you want in life if you help enough people get what they want. So in order to get everything that you want in your life, it's basically saying that you have to be self selfless, you have to help other people, you have to do things for a purpose greater than yourself. And then naturally, due to the laws of the universe, you will get everything that you want. If you're focusing on yourself, if you're focusing on what can this situation do for me, what can I get out of this? You're not gonna be happy, you're not gonna be fulfilled, and ultimately you're gonna, you're gonna fail. It goes back to this craftsman versus passion mindset. You wanna be in the notion, you wanna be in this mindset of giving to people, this mindset of what can I give other people and what can I do for them. And the people that are that, that have done well, the, the best, the people that I know perfectly. Personally, people that I really, really like, uh, people that I work with, people that I employ, people that I pay to do things, they've all come to me with, Mo, I want to help you out. Here's what I can do for you. I don't want anything in return. And then because they have had this mindset, had this mentality, I've been inclined to give back to them and go out of my way to help them. When people come to me, I get it a lot. When people come to me and they want something, it's very, very clear that they just want one thing. They want to, they want to use me for for monetary gain or personal personal gain or followers or whatever it is, it turns me off. Like I do not like it. I don't like it at all because I think it's very selfish and not thinking about other people. And regardless of the fact that they're just using me for something, it's more about, okay, so if you did get this thing, how is it gonna benefit other people? How are you gonna use it to help other people? Or are you just gonna use this money or are you just gonna use this new like social, this newly found social status? or these followers, whatever it is, to further benefit yourself and your own agenda and not do things for other people. So the solution for motivation, procrastination, what I found for me is necessity. Create a necessity, create a necessity. Who needs me? Write down who is relying on you. Write down who this project is gonna help. What is it gonna do for other people? who can I benefit, and how am I able to give back from this? What am I going to do? This thing that I'm doing, when it does well, if it does well, who is it going to benefit? Whose life is it going to improve? And even if it is something that seems like selfish or for yourself, just think about, let's say I made X amount of money. I can put this money into a charity. I really want to start a charity. Like That's something I want to do. I can put this money into a charity. I can give it to my family. I can take my family away. I can take my friends away. I can buy my friends these lovely, like, wonderful gifts and things. So even if it is something monetary which might seem very selfish superficially you can create this necessity and look at the bigger picture and think about who else you are helping other things in terms of procrastination getting more motivated is plan and repeat plan plan something plan it out, plan out how you're going to do something, write it down, make it, fabricate it, put it into reality, get it out of your head, plan, plan. write your plans down, write your goals down, plan how you're going to do it, and then just do this thing. Just do this thing again and again and again and again. If you're learning to, let's say, let's use the analogy of learning to play an instrument. You start off and you get a tiny bit better every day. You play a little bit every day and eventually over, over time you become an expert. And again, something I read this morning from a book called So Good They Can't Ignore You was that how many musicians do you know that have been playing regularly for 40 years are not expert musicians? If you played a guitar for 40 years regularly, are you going to be good at it? Or are you going to be bad at it? I think if you're bad, you're probably retarded. So you're gonna be fucking good at it. And that's because of this thing called marginal gains. You're adding a little bit on every single day. You're adding a little bit and a little bit and a little bit on. Retarded, there's probably something very, very wrong with you and you're incapable of not remembering if you can't get good at something over 40 years. So you want to plan and you want to repeat. It's like a staircase. The the goal's at the top of the staircase. You're gonna have to walk up one stair at a time in order to get to the top. And it's just about consistency, repetition, planning things. If you're lacking motivation, if you're procrastinating, plan out your days, plan out your weeks, write a series of goals, a series of things that you want to get done for the week, that you need to get done for the week, allocate days to do them. And then on the finer scale, you can plan your days as well. Plan them loosely. I wouldn't suggest planning them exactly to like the minute or the hour. I do plan things to the hour, but I I know that i run over on things. And just plan, 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 repeat, 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 and then just get these marginal gains, these baby steps, and soon you'll gain more, more motivation and procrastination procrastinate less and you'll get more momentum and you'll be able to drive through these obstacles. So it's like success leads to confidence, confidence leads to success, success leads to more confidence and you get this snowball effect. You get this snowballing thing that goes on and you gradually get more confidence, success and motivation and then you get that you become this unstoppable force. But what it takes to begin with is you need to to start. You need to first first start something in order to gain that bit of momentum, then once you have that momentum, it becomes easier and easier and easier and easier to do. Other things that I can say is uh, dopamine detox. So if you're struggling with motivation, procrastination in particular is get a good morning routine. I stress morning routine all the time. And if you guys want it, I'll do a video or like a full, a full podcast or video on my YouTube of my morning routine. I I don't use my social media. I don't go on my phone until normally 12 o'clock, sometimes two o'clock. I just don't go on it. I don't look at it because that. These companies have expended Instagram, Facebook. they've, They've invested millions and millions of pounds on optimizing this highly addictive app that makes you want to look at it as many times as possible. They use certain colors, they use visual techniques, it's basically like hypnotizing you into looking at this app, releasing this dopamine, the sound of a notification, the sound of a notification bell. Everything they do is gained at, or is aimed at giving you this instant short-term gratification. It's like cocaine. It's like something that gives you this instant little high, this instant little hit. So if you're, if you're trying to do like a task that you really need to apply yourself to, something that might be quite boring, quite tedious, that you need to learn, that you need to put in time in, if you're on your phone, the contrast effect is going to mean that that task is going to seem even more boring and your brain is going to want to pick up your phone, look at it, scroll through through social media. So detox from dopamine, detox in the morning. Don't listen to like, I used to listen to drum bass music all the time. I still love it. Or like really lively, like crazy music. Try listening to classical in the music, listening to something that is going to put you in a more better, relaxed, focused mindset. I get into such a flow state listening to classical music. If you go on my Spotify, I've got a playlist called Let's Go, which is what I read to. And the studies that show that people read faster, they have better better memory recall, and they concentrate better whilst listening to classical music and reading. And it's the same with work as well. I find that if I'm listening to classical music, it does really... Does bits, does me really well. So detox from these dopamine spikes, kind of use your time in the morning wisely. It's, it's, it's that sacred time. Put your most important task there, and then you're gonna be able to regain some motivation. Like I said, like the snowball effects, once you get a little bit of motivation, you're gonna be able to see a little bit of success. Once you see success, you're gonna get more confidence, but you're also gonna get more motivation, then you're gonna get do things more, and you're gonna see more success, and then it's gonna be this spiraling snowball effect that ultimately ends in in you being better. You being able to do things, you procrastinating less, being more motivated and actually working towards and smashing these goals that you have. So in summary, think of the bigger picture, think about who you're serving, think about the end, begin with the end in mind, think about what people are gonna say say about you, think about what legacy do you want to leave behind? Why are you doing this? Craftsman versus passion mindset. I believe in passion, I believe that you should be passionate about everything that you're doing, but equally, like come into don't come into things with a passion mindset where you're doing things for yourself. Come into things with this craftsman mindset Where you, when you start something, you become good at it. You stick it out, you do it for the bigger picture, you do it for other people, you do it as much as you can, you become an expert at it. And then once you've developed that mastery, once you become good at it, then the passion will come. Procrastination is a problem with motivation, motivation is a problem with necessity, it's a problem with if you're doing things for yourself or for other people. And the solution to that is creating necessity. Who needs you? Plan and repeat. Think about the bigger picture. Think about who needs you. Think about why you're doing these things. Visualize how your life could be if you did this. And uh, just really, just come to terms with your own mortality as well. Realize you're going to die one day and you're never going to get this time back. Time wasted. is Time is the most valuable commodity. You're never going to get it back. You're never going to get this moment right now back again so be present appreciate this present moment appreciate it enjoy it but think about this think about this thing right now is what i'm doing at this current moment in time is it gonna further me or is it causing me to decline? There's You're either growing or you're stagnating and declining. You're listening to this podcast right now, which is pretty good, it shows incentive, it shows that you're willing to learn, you want to know more about mindset and improving things, you want to leverage what you've got, you want to become more motivated, you want to procrastinate less and you're taking incentive to learn. This current moment in time right now, it is benefiting you, but other things, like think about it from this present moment, are the things that I'm doing, are they benefiting me right now? But also consider the future in the sense that visualize, begin with the end in mind and think about who needs you, who's relying on you and who are you going to let down if you don't do this. If you procrastinate, if you're not motivated, if you fail, if you don't even start, if you don't even try, if you keep on going on the same path that you're currently going on, who are you going to let down, who's going to suffer and just really think about that and that bigger picture and remember your why's, remember your why's. But anyway, that was episode number eight. That one was a bit more chill than my usual crazy shouting at the microphone ones. I'll get another guest on next week, podcasting on Monday. Let me know who you wanna see and uh, I will do my very best to make it happen. How are we doing in these lockdown times as well? Give me an Instagram DM. Let me know what you thought of the podcast on RET, Real Evolution Training, the mindset website, mindset fitness, improving yourself physically and mentally that me and my boys do. I didn't know what to call them then. Me and my apartment mates, me and my business partners do. That has a program coming out during these quarantine times called the Stoicism Program and that is launching in a couple of days. There is currently a two-week free trial as well, so we have a podcast on there as well as this one which is just more of a kind of messing around, just being my less motivational self just talking shit that is on there. If you want to check that out as well, we put articles on mindset, on fitness up, on everything between from communicating to chatting to girls, to becoming a better person. There's videos on there as well. So if you want to check that out, go to www.realevolutiontraining.com and uh, sign up to that stoicism program because it is free for RET members. Oh yeah. Also Facebook page as well. If you guys want to get involved in the Facebook page, where the RET Facebook page, that's completely free. And uh, that's just such Real Evolution Training on Facebook. And if you answer the questions and your introductory video, you are welcome into that completely for free. But anyway, guys, that was that. Let me know what we're gonna hear next week. Podcast, episode eight, completed it, mate. Let me know how you wanna see. Let me know how you wanna see. Let me know who you wanna see. Smash for day and uh, absolutely kill it.